Hello, beautiful souls. In an effort to relieve some of the stress surrounding the coronavirus pandemic, I have decided to release the Soul Flow audiobook here on this podcast for free. There are 15 chapters in total, 17 if you count the introduction and closing thoughts, and a new chapter will be released daily starting Friday, March 20th, 2020 through Sunday, April 5th, 2020. Please enjoy this free audiobook, and if you'd like to support me and my work, consider leaving a review on Amazon or for this podcast, following me on social media. My Instagram handle is author Kristen Martin, posting about this book to social media, and sharing this podcast and my other resources, which you can find linked in the show notes with your friends and family. I am sending love and light to you all during this time. Enjoy the audiobook. Chapter 3, The Overachievement Spiral Working your ass off and reaching your goals is so, so satisfying, isn't it? Nothing gives me a greater sense of accomplishment than setting a goal and then absolutely crushing it on every level. Where are my type A friends at? I see you, boo. I've been an overachiever ever since I can remember. The obsession started young. From getting good grades in school, to enlisting the kids in my neighborhood to go along with my crazy ideas, to joining every youth club under the sun, Overachiever was my middle name. I loved the sense of pride and accomplishment I felt after completing a project, and I still do. But after 30 years of pushing, achieving, pushing some more, achieving some more, I realized something. Once again, I was chasing something that was fleeting. Don't get me wrong. It's great to look ahead, to plan for the future, to set goals and have things you want to achieve in this one beautiful, precious life. But at what cost? There is no doubt in my mind that my overachieving tendencies have greatly shaped my standards of discipline, perseverance, and overall outlook on life. In my experience, overachievers are naturally optimistic, not entitled because we know we have to work hard for what we want, but always optimistic about the outcome. Because we achieve time and time again, we're confident we can do it again and again. Overachievers are the people who make things happen no matter what. This is great when you have a sense of who you truly are, what you really want, and why you do the things you do. That being said, it's easy to lose sight of what's truly important. This results in just going after the next title, the next status, the next level of success, recognition, and what have you, for the sake of being able to say, look at what I've accomplished, look at everything I've done. When we put too much stock in our goals and aspirations, again, we're placing a dangerous amount of value on the external. What happens if we don't achieve those goals and aspirations, especially on the usually insane timelines we've set for ourselves? We suddenly feel less than, unworthy, incomplete. I want you to hear me loud and clear. You are not your goals. You are not your aspirations. You are so much more than that. I'll talk more about something I like to call attachment syndrome in later chapters, but the issue with being so hyper-focused on achieving your goals is that most of the time, the timeline and the goal itself is completely out of our control. Yes, you heard me correctly. The number one pitfall of the overachiever is trying to force things to happen in a certain way at a certain time. 
When we're in such a forceful state, we can't possibly be in flow with the universe and divine timing. We think we know best because we have goals and timelines, damn it. And so we push and push and push. And even though roadblocks keep popping up and everything seems to be going wrong, we keep on pushing. What if instead of pushing, we stopped for a second and asked, what is this obstacle trying to teach me? Why is it being presented to me over and over again? We get so impatient with the timing of it all that we don't even give divine guidance a chance to intervene and point us in the right direction. We just barrel forward full speed ahead until something related to that goal eventually blows up in our face. And it will always blow up in your face. I can't even begin to count how many things I've tried to force. From friendships with certain it girls, to Ivy League university admissions, to relationships that weren't right for me, to story ideas that needed a tad more grooming, to straightening my naturally curly hair in order to fit society's standards of beauty. The list goes on. The most important thing I've learned when it comes to trying to force your goals to take shape at a certain time is this. You're only keeping yourself from fully experiencing your natural state of being, your soul flow. When we overachieve, we tend to put unnecessary pressure and unrealistic expectations on ourselves and on our work, which then causes us to behave out of fear. We get anxious, frustrated, and panicked when things don't pan out the way we originally hoped they would. Soul flow cannot exist when fear is in the picture. Soul flow can only exist in a state of love. It's a sense of inner calm when things get thrown off course. It's the emergence of faith when your world is crumbling and falling at your feet. It's that feeling of surrender when you realize you've done your part and must now trust in the unknown to deliver the missing pieces, the ones you aren't responsible for making happen. Soul flow is everything that is already inside of you. My breakthrough as an overachiever and perfectionist occurred about a year ago when I enrolled in an online coaching program. It was in the very first module of that program that I had to come face to face with one of my greatest insecurities about my overachieving tendencies, the why behind it. Something undeniably powerful happens when you take a moment to ask the hard questions and really dig into your belief system and the reasoning behind why you do the things you do. In that module, I addressed the sense of burnout and exhaustion I'd been feeling at the time. I wrote down a list of all the reasons why I was exhausted, but they were only surface-level reasons. I wrote things like filming, editing, and uploading two videos a week, and being in the process of writing and publishing two books, and trying to keep up with my social life and volunteering commitments, and so on and so forth. In reality, I was just listing all of the things I was doing that contributed to that burnout and exhaustion. It seemed I wasn't willing to look at things on a soul level, on a level related to worthiness, until I did. And it left me in a giant mess of tears. As I began to go deeper, I was able to trace back my overachieving tendencies, why I got good grades in school, why I joined honor societies and took AP classes and participated in sports, why I applied to Ivy League schools, why I got a job in a corporate setting, why I focused on promotions and new job titles even though I hated the work I was doing. It's because I was rewarded when I overachieved. I got attention when I overachieved. I received the highest praise when I overachieved. I received love when I overachieved. 
Read that last sentence again. When I overachieved, I felt loved. As a child, my mind equated achievement with being loved. You won't be loved if you don't succeed. You won't be loved if you don't get into this school or that program or fall into a certain line of work. You won't be loved if you follow another path other than the one that has been so carefully laid out for you your whole entire life. You will not be loved. Dagger to the freaking heart, man. For the 30 years I've been on this planet, I've placed my worth in overachievement. In my eyes, I was not worthy if I wasn't overachieving. This realization shattered my entire reality. A million questions entered my mind. If I wasn't an overachiever, then who was I? If this didn't define my worth, then what did? Your worth cannot be defined by external sources. It must come from within, period. And I know you've probably heard that phrase from all the life coach gurus and in all the self-help books you've ever read, but the reason it's said over and over again is because it's the truth. Your internal dialogue, the thoughts you think, and the things you feel shapes your external reality. So if you're constantly telling yourself that you're not good enough, that you need to do more, that you'll only be proud when you make this much money or drive that kind of car or live in this kind of house, you'll be running in circles your entire life. You'll be chasing your own tail. But why? Your tail is already attached to you. So is your soul flow. It's already inside of you right now at this very moment. You just haven't tapped into it yet. Let me tell you why always looking ahead to the next thing isn't all it's cracked up to be. As someone who has written and self-published six, possibly now seven, best-selling books, lives in a 3,000-plus square-foot house on the lake, drives a Mercedes-Benz, launched a business that earned over six figures within the first year, has consistent five-figure digital course launches, impacts over 60,000 beautiful souls on social media, and had the choice and chose to quit her full-time corporate job, nothing compares to your first major milestone. Nothing compares to reaching that first dream. You know, the one you thought was impossible. For me, that was writing and publishing a book. Don't get me wrong, I still get giddy and excited and feel all the feelings whenever a book launch rolls around, but that feeling I had the very first time I did it, I will never have that feeling again because your first time only happens once. Same goes for when I hit my first 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. I was elated because I had hit that first big number, at least in my eyes. So when my subscriber count hit 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, you'd expect for that feeling to grow, right? But in all honesty, there really was no next level feeling. This isn't to say that I'm not grateful for all of the achievements after my firsts. Of course I am. Each milestone I reach holds a special place in my heart, but not in the way you might think. Over time, I've come to realize that my achievements do not define who I am as a person. Being a best-selling author does not define me. Being a six-figure creative entrepreneur does not define me. Being a writing and business success coach does not define me. These are all things I have accomplished, but again, they are external. What I am is love passion, fire, kindness, empathy, creativity, a light in an otherwise dark and cynical world. What I am 
is soul. Deep down, I know that my achievements are not me. The shape of my body is not me. Hell, even the thoughts I think are not me. I get asked all the time how to write a book, how to start a business, how I manage my time, how to insert writing time management productivity goal here. And what I so desperately want to divulge is that accomplishments are meaningless unless the why behind them stems from the deepest desires of your soul. If you think you'll finally make it and feel like a real writer only after hitting the New York Times bestsellers list, think again. You became a real writer the minute you wrote the first damn sentence of your manuscript. If you think you'll finally be considered a successful entrepreneur after earning six figures, think again. You became a successful entrepreneur the moment you decided to launch a product or service that will enrich the lives of others. If you think you'll reach the pinnacle of happiness once you have seven figures sitting in your bank account, think again. Your happiness cannot be measured by monetary means because your happiness is not contingent on the external. What so many of us seem to miss is that it's not the thing itself you're hoping to achieve, whether it's a goal, a milestone, or some other achievement. It's the feeling you think it'll give you. For example, your goal to be a full-time entrepreneur is not so much about finally quitting your job and working for yourself. It's about the feeling of freedom to design your days however you choose. What we don't realize is that those feelings are already inside of us. They're just waiting to be activated. You want to feel free? Go on a spontaneous road trip next weekend. You want to feel pampered? Schedule a spa day, either at home or at a salon. You want to feel loved? Make love to yourself. Oh yes, girl, I went there. Stop waiting for something external to swoop in and make you feel a certain way. You already know what these things will feel like because you're imagining that X will give you that feeling. Tap into that. Feel the feelings right now. There's nothing stopping you. So why are you waiting? This is the largest misconception when it comes to setting goals. You don't have to achieve anything to feel the way you want to feel. You can feel all the feelings right now. You just have to be self-aware enough to do so. Reflection. What are your stories around achievement? Are you an overachiever at heart, or was it perhaps by design? What does your overachievement result in? Does the constant striving for more lead to burnout and exhaustion? Imagine for a moment what your life could look like if you slowed down. And if you can't imagine this, I encourage you to take a day off to just be. The world won't come crashing down. Everything will still be waiting for you when you return. Trust me, take some time to be instead of do.